0: You're listening to Work It Lady, where the goal is for all ladies to be the best versions of ourselves. And if you happen to be a mom, be the best mom ever and maintain your sanity while we do it. So today's episode is going to be probably a little bit fun and a little bit funny because anytime, just anyway, we were in here cutting a fool before this episode started, okay, and just having a little bit of fun. But I mean, there is a a bit of seriousness to today's topic too, but what we're going to be talking about is how our past traumas show up in friendships. So like how things that we've been through in the past, we kind of talked about last time, how it shapes our personality. And this time we're going to take it a step further and say how those past traumas make us act in a friendship. And so some of the things that can show up um, in a friendship is like codependency. Maybe you're that friend or have a friend that is... Is kind of like a little needy, like they're blowing you up all the time, or maybe they're that friend who is aloof and doesn't really know how to be there for someone and kind of isn't the best kind of friend in that way. So there's a lot of different ways that, um, you know, our past traumas can show up and how we um, deal with each other as women, especially. Especially. so we're going to talk about that today and we've got the whole panel here to discuss this this is the real talk with real women panel so let's just go ahead and get everybody introduced so we have Catherine. how are you today Catherine? good
1: thanks for
2: having me
0: Catherine is the owner of chronic wellness collective and she is also a trauma-informed nurse next we got alejandra hi
2: I'd be so excited to be here. (laughs) It's like my favorite part of the month.
0: (laughs) Yes, mine too. Um, Alejandra is the owner of Beneath the Surface Branding. Thank you so much, Alejandra. And then we have um, Sonia. And Sonia is the owner of Recover, Restore, Grow. How are you doing, Sonia?
3: I am good. I have looked forward to meeting with you ladies. This is like my therapy. So I'm happy to be here and happy to share what we got to share.
0: <laughs> awesome. Now, um, we had kind of discussed a little bit before that, um, you know, the first kind of piece of this that we're going to be talking about is, um, of course, how past traumas show up in friendship. And Sonia, you mentioned that you kind of had something that you wanted to share kind of just right off the jump on this topic.
3: I did. I, I personally realized I've been the person that was affected by trauma, entering friendships and relationships, and I realized um, for me I was guarded. Um, I, at times, overcompensated uh, because I was fearful that I would lose a friend. Um, I was hesitant, even sometimes, when I would have someone that was so nice to me that I was like, "What do they want?" Mm, <laughs> you know, because mm-hmm, sometimes mm-hmm. you wonder. But um, yeah, that was me. I realized I was that person affected by trauma. I have lived in those shoes. And I have been that friend that maybe for some, they're like, what's up with that girl? She's hard to deal with or I can't read her. So that's what I wanted to share.
0: Yeah, I can definitely relate to that, too. It's, it's hard sometimes, you know, especially I think probably all of us here have been burned by a friend before, um, you know, and sometimes you get burned over and over again by maybe the same friend or like multiple people doing the same things. Right. Um, I wanted to share something that I kind of have had like an aha these um, past couple years. And I can't remember whose book I was reading or what I was reading, or it may have even just been something online. But it struck a chord with me and it's something that I have realized in myself and I'll never forget. And that is that sometimes our personalities and the traumas that we've been through, we keep drawing the same type of people because of the traumas that we've been through. So for example, in my case, um, I have coped with my past traumas by being like kind of what we talked about before, a real helper, a people pleaser going above and beyond for people like providing things, um, you know, my time, giving of my time in large quantities, give me gifts, like you name it. I am that person that is going to be there for you. But then what I realized is that sometimes I kind of gravitated towards people who needed help, which in itself doesn't sound like anything wrong. But the issue there can be, sometimes people, A, don't want help, like they're not in a place Mentally, where they are ready to get to that point of, you know, coming out of that traumatic situation or the help, you know, getting the help that they need. And so then you're kind of, you know, wasting your time. um, And you know, you're not going to be actually valued. So you keep getting kind of shut down in the same way. And it, it kind of got to a point where I was like, you know, this is about the seventh time this has happened to me. Like, why do I keep running into this exact situation? So I had to take some accountability and say, you know what, this is actually like me, like I am am part of this. I'm not seeking out people who, um, are completely like meeting like my needs I'm feeling my need but the other person is not meeting my needs and a balanced friendship kind of has to have that all like jiving together so um that's been a hard lesson to learn (laughs) yeah
2: I wanted to chime in on that so uh, my thing was I'm great at being the helper Mm -hmm. but I have a hard time asking for the help um, I can solve every problem you want me to help you solve. But when the shoe's on the other foot, I don't even know how to ask. Um, and, uh, I think it comes personally from my fear of, uh, fear of abandonment. I'm afraid Mm -hmm. of, uh, like if I help you solve your problem, then you'll still want me around. But like, as soon as I become vulnerable, I feel like it's too much on you. So, um, you're going to run away from me. So I just, I'm, I'm here to, you know, dance and do the dive for you. But when I need the help, it's hard for me to reach out. Um, so understanding how to do that. And um, also knowing that not everybody <laughs> is going to like you, you know, you're an acquired taste. I have a very spicy personalities, so. <laughs> um, so I'm an acquired taste and it's okay. And it doesn't mean that I'm a bad person. It just means that I need to find my people and then not everyone is going to be my best friend Uh, and that's okay because we all have uh, different personalities that jive better with uh, certain personalities than than others. So, and and going back to what you were saying about taking responsibility um, of always being the person that is helping but not necessarily asking or or being met halfway. Um, uh, I was told by a really good friend to execute the one third, one third, one third rule And one third of the time, you hang out with people that are, I guess, for the lack of a better term, vibrating at a lower frequency than you, people that need more assistance. Mm -hmm. So you're there to help them out. So that's that one third. Then the second third are people who are at your level, people that sharpen you, uh, the iron sharpening iron type of friend, right? They're Uh, at your level. mm -hmm. And then the last third that you fill is people that are above you. So the same way you helped sharpen somebody that was not operating, operating at a lower frequency than you, you um, do the same uh, by somebody that is operating at a higher frequency than you. So you are striving to be at that level and they're providing uh, their one third because you're lower than they are. So it's kind of like the circle that keeps on giving. And when you fill your friendships with those three thirds, you're, you're in a pretty well balanced relationship. So you never mm. feel like you're giving more than you're receiving, and you're feeling balanced. If that makes any sense, so I've, I've taken that. I've I've taken that, and it's really helped out. Mm. Um, I no longer feel like used um, mm-hmm. in my friendships, and uh, I, for the first time, I'm 32. I'm 32 years old, and for the first time in my life, I feel like I finally found real friends. So, Aww,
0: that is. Awesome. Hey, we love you. I love that. I love everything you said. And I agree 100%. All right, Catherine.
1: I'm just soaking up all this wisdom from you. (laughs) But I was thinking about that. I think it was you, Alejandra, who said like, sometimes there are people and it's like, they're just not my people. And that's been a big thing for me to learn as somebody who wants to be everybody's people, but I'm not. And that was really humbling. Mm -hmm. But I think I think what it comes from is like that core fear of abandonment or rejection. And there's like this huge continuum, right? Like Sonia said, we can be shut down, guarded and suspicious because if I don't let you in, then you can't reject me. And then we can also be on this other end where we're like, I give everything in hopes that you won't leave me, but sometimes you still do. And I end up feeling rejected anyway. So I feel like there's just this sweet spot where I do think it happens more in our (laughs) thirties where we Mm -hmm. show up and we're like, this is me. And I'm some people's person and not others. And I'm gonna be okay with whatever that is. And I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm finally getting into that in my life and it feels so much better. And I'm realizing so many things that I thought were my personality, like we associate being generous and self-sacrificing and giving. Like I wanna associate myself with those qualities but I was doing so in an unbalanced way. And what I thought was my personality was probably just a whole bunch of like coping mechanisms and trauma responses. And it's not that I want to distill it all to just that negative, but that was a big part of it. Like I was way off the charts in one direction. And so I feel like I'm finding this nice middle ground now where I'm like, sometimes I have things to give. Sometimes I can be self-sacrificing and sometimes I can't and both are okay. And my real friends are going to stick around for either version of me, you know, and I I, like, there's some calmness that's coming in with that.
0: Wow, that's incredible. And you know what, I think that is what I am still um, working through is realizing you're not going to be everybody's person. Like -hmm. you're just not going to and I have to just completely like stop trying to do that, like, Mm -hmm. jive with people who are, you know, like you said, Alejandra, kind of feeling it, you know, like whatever that means. And you can't be everything to everyone. But I think, again, one of my trauma responses, like you mentioned, is I kind of am like that person who's always rooting for the underdog. And so I always want to be that person who like, hey, you know, this person that does not have a friend, I want to like make sure I take an interest in them and I want to seek them out and I want to be there for them. But you kind of got to wait and see if that other person comes back that other percent, you know, you extend yourself, and then you got to wait to see what they do if they come back, and I think in a relationship, this can show up, and you guys let me know what you think, this can show up something as simple as, like, the text, no text back thing, like, right, like, hey, you be texting them, and then they don't ever be texting you back, like, take the clue, like, they're not really feeling you, right, like,
2: Yes and no. It depends. Some people just aren't. I come from a family that like they're awful. Like if I were to <laughs> base base my love on how many times they text me or text back, I'd be feeling really bad about myself. So um, it just depends on the person and um, the way they communicate. Maybe they're just a one-on-one, face-to-face type of individual, um, or they lose track, or maybe they're the type of person that wanted to text back but they have ADD or ADHD or however you call it <clears throat> that might be really hard for them to go back to that text because they're already like 10 days later right right so, so I feel like in in a society where like we have instant gratification where everything has to be instant I feel like sometimes we have to remember like remember the days where we had change in our pockets and we used to call collect like we have to take the time yeah and and respect that time and not take it personal when people don't call back because it might be nothing and you're here you are like doing the trauma dance in your mind and going down the rabbit hole like oh my god what did I do and racking your brain how did I offend this person what do I need to say to say I'm sorry um Mm -hmm. and they're fine like they just just literally couldn't pick up the phone or I don't know maybe their kid dumped it in the toilet who knows (laughs) right and here you are like making such a big deal of something that's not a big deal at all
0: this is true
2: I want to agree with that if that's okay because
1: I think that's where the beauty comes when we learn to just like show up as our authentic selves. If I reach out with a text, it's not with the expectation of a text in return. It's that I wanted to text whatever the outcome was going to be and I'm not setting myself up for disappointment anymore because like you said Alejandra, they may not be in a position to return that text. It doesn't mean they don't love me, but you know, I I don't have to take it personally because I just showed up with what I had to give that day and I was open to whatever they might or might not have.
3: And it's like so much more peace in my head now.
0: <laughs> this is true. This is true.
3: I also agree with everything that you guys all said, Alejandra and Catherine, because you know, there's times I get text message and I'm in the middle of something, I cannot reply. I may reply two hours later, a day later, sometimes a week later, but I think- mm-hmm. If you have those friends that know your character and they know, oh, she's going to text me back. It may be a week later, maybe five hours later, then you're all good. So for me, I kind of base it on the track record. How do I feel in that person's company? Am I important to them when I speak? Um, That's what I try to base on that. Now, there are instances, I will say, where people do straight up just try to ignore you. And Mm -hmm. I think if you do feel that way, that's when you have to have a conversation and say hey girl I've been texting everything okay just want to catch up with you haven't heard from you just kind of put it out there and see what comes back at you because like you said Aleandra they could have had phone dropped in a toilet or you know could not have been available but if you're feeling a little um, distant or slighted and you say okay I've been messaging this person reaching out nothing back and I see them in person and their behaviors off with me, you know, I see them on Zoom at a Zoom, you know, a meetup or something and there's something off. Then I think in that instance, it is appropriate to just kind of have a conversation.
0: I think so too and I I feel like there's points in in what everybody is saying and I think like well first of all I am definitely that person and all of you guys can probably attest to this I'm that person who will be like a week later getting back to you you know like there's a level of inconsistency there with me because yeah sure I'm busy and all that um but I think you kind of settle into this thing with your friends where you know what their norm is so like you know you'll know I'm that friend who might I, one time I might fire back immediately. The other time you might not hear from me for a week later, but like what Sonia is saying, there is some sort of a um, consistentness that has to happen, you know, um, with the friendship. Like you do have to value the fact that someone is trying to communicate with you just like face-to-face. I think, you know, you wouldn't like just completely ignore someone who was, you know, like right in your face or whatever, but um I think I was also reading somewhere online that sometimes when we ignore, like if we're blatantly ignoring, like what Sonia says. So if we're ignoring a friend or um, what's that other word they use? Ghosting. That mm-hmm, that one, mm-hmm. then that is kind of actually so they say, and maybe Catherine can weigh in on this. That can actually be classified as aggressive behavior, like not like, like literally not responding to someone because you feel, uh. Oh, you know, like I just, you know, and sometimes you can't, but sometimes it's just a conscious like, you're not important. I'm just not going to, you know. So what do you guys think? It's a tricky one, right?
1: It's okay if I jump in on that. Yeah. <laughs> Only because I have this conversation with someone today.
0: Ah. But I, think,
1: I think a lot of times, especially if we're on like the codependent, overly giving side of the continuum we enter into these unspoken contracts of people, right? Like where we assume if I'm going to give this much, then of course you'll give it. Right. I, and I have been in so many situations where I was like told, uh, I never agreed to this, Catherine. And I was crushed and humiliated and confused, you know? Mm. And I realized it's really hard for some of us to, voice our expectations. Like if I have a friend, it's really important to me that if I text you that you respond or let me know when you will respond so that I'm not left hanging. Asking for what we need feels so uncomfortable. But I think if it's a true friendship, we're willing to go through that discomfort of saying like, hey, no judgment. Maybe your phone dropped in the toilet." And also, I felt really like abandoned and undervalued, and like you didn't care about me. And a good friend's going to be like, "I'm so sorry. I never meant." Let's let's work this out.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Somebody that is passive aggressively just ignoring us and hoping we'll go away. Like when we try to have those real conversations, it will become apparent what their intentions are, and it may be hard mm-hmm. to swallow. But that's kind of like a not my people moment. <laughs>
3: you know? Amen. So, exactly. Yeah, You have
2: to, you have to um, be aware of your, um, for the lack of a better term, spidey sense. I guess that's like intuition, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. you, you definitely, you know uh, when you're going down the rabbit hole of your own insecurities mm-hmm. versus when um, people are being mean. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, uh, like Catherine was saying, that that's just not your person. And instead of forcing a shoe that doesn't fit, because you're only hurting yourself. You're going to give yourself some bunions, right? Mm-hmm. Some emotional bunions. Uh, <laughs> by trying to force a shoe that doesn't fit, just let it go. Bless and release. Like, so you can, you instead of investing so much time on something that's not going to work, invest in someone that will.
0: Right. That- that is exactly the point. That is exactly the point. Now, I have a real life, uh, let's say case study here that I want to work through you guys <laughs> with because I want all the opinions, and this is going to be great for everyone listening on podcasts or watching on YouTube. So, I want to give you a real life example. So, I have a friend. Um, she lives um elsewhere. You know where I'm from. You know, we kind of do that thing where, you know, we're not the friends that we talk all the time, which is okay. But once we do talk, we're picking right back up where we left off, like that whole thing, which is cool. But she came into town. She let me know she was going to come. We made kind of a little, like, blues plan. Like, hey, when you get here, you hit me up and we'll make the plan. This is what I'm, you know, comfortable doing because of COVID safe and like whatever so she comes into town and she's like, yeah, I'm here. I'm like, okay, girl. So what are we doing? Da, 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 da. No response. Day number two. I'm like, mm, I still haven't heard anything back. I let another day go by. I'm like, well, I know she's not going to be here that long. And I really want to get in with her. Shoot another text no response. <laughs> a couple more days go by, and then it's, oh, hey, yeah, so I'm leaving, like, um in a couple hours, and yeah, this is what happened, but nothing about, like, us getting together, just kind of completely, uh, you know, ignoring that, you know, kind of, And um, then the last straw, I was like, "Okay, well, I understand we didn't get to meet up, but could you just tell me one thing? Did you enjoy that one place that you went? Because I've been trying to go there and I'd love to know how you enjoyed it, if it's worth me going there with my family. No response. Now, here the story continues. She gets back home. More months go by now. Then all of a sudden, she's coming back. Oh, hey, I'm so sorry. I didn't get back with you the last time. And I'm coming back now. And there's this guy. Does your husband know him? Because I really like to actually... I'm looking at Zoe's face right now. I if, if he does know him, I'd like to know more about him. And Yeah, we'll definitely get together this time. I mean, come on. What do you guys... I love to have some objective...
2: <laughs> so, Sonia says it all with her face. <laughs> but what First do what do your yeah, what is your what is your spidey said say? Yeah. Oh and yeah, yeah. my
0: my I ha- I def- I'll share mine at the end. How about that? I wanna see what everyone has to say and then I'm gonna tell you what I did.
2: Go <laughs> wow, ahead, Sonia. You busted that oh. scenes. <laughs> okay.
3: So I can relate to Clary's situation to me, if someone really wants to see you, they are going to make a definite plan and say, hey, can we get together this day, this time? Does that work for you? Um, I don't want to be a convenient idea for you when you feel like you want to pop into town and you might want to do something with me. Like if you really want to see me, make a definite plan. And I feel like at this point, You know, with your friend trying to come back in town, I get that. I will probably have a conversation with her and say, Hey, you know, I know last time you were here, it seemed like we couldn't really connect, but I have to be honest with you. If I, you know, kind of put this idea in my head that we're going to connect, I kind of need to know where you're coming from. We're going to get together because the last time I never heard from you and I'm feeling some kind of way about that. So I don't want to rearrange my life and my hopes and of seeing you just in case it, it falls through so that is my two cents on it for me honestly I'm not you Clary but I don't <laughs> think I would be able to tolerate that because to me people do what they want to do and you come all this way you know I live here you know I'm just being honest that's how I feel I feel like you are a valuable friend all of these women here are valuable friends and when you really value your friendship you communicate you use your words you say something
0: Very good points. Very good points. Who's next?
1: (laughs) I'm sitting over here with two hats on and this is how my life goes. And it's very (laughs) disconcerting. But there's my Catherine, like just a girl hat. That's like, "Mm -mm," final chance blown, writing an angry email and I'm done. Like that's (laughs) my overreactive. But then there is my trauma-informed nurse coach side that Mm -hmm. says, if I think about it, I've been both players in this scenario and it was always a breakdown in communication and an opportunity for us to both improve in our friendship if we wanted it to continue in our communication I've been the one that I felt people showed me by their actions that I was not a priority because Mm -hmm. I like Sonia said believe that if somebody wants to see me come heck or high water, they will find a way to see me because that's the kind of person I am. So I know that even in our worst days, we can find it within ourselves to see people. I also know I've been the girl that landed in town and didn't think through how my friends might be feeling and skipped over some and saw others and reached out to some and didn't follow through and left bad tastes in people's mouth. And I feel horrible about it, you know? And I was like, lesson learned next time yeah, I have to practice what I preach. And if these people are a priority, I need to start that conversation a lot sooner. And again, about expectations and, but you know, the fact is it really hurts when somebody, no matter what their words are, their actions are showing that you were not on the front of their mind. They were not willing to rearrange things to see you on that trip. And so it does make you pause and go like, how vulnerable am I willing to be moving forward and open myself up to this pain again? Is that possible or not?
0: Yeah. My thing is, Hey, I think I'd rather someone blow into town and like not say anything than be like, Hey, we getting together and then don't say anything. Cause I've definitely gone in places and like, not, you know, been able, you can't get to everybody, you know, you, you just can't get to everybody. You know what I'm saying? But then I just don't, say anything at all to those people I know that or I might say hey I'm gonna be in town but unfortunately I I can't get to you at this time you know I'm Mm -hmm. gonna put you on for next time girl you know um yeah that's what
1: you would hope the person would learn right (laughs)
3: Yeah. yeah and I think if we start off with respect with each other and just communicate that is such a simple thing that we all have the power and the ability to do stop and communicate be honest you know and say hey I can't make it or I can and you know use your words communicate
2: yeah to me two principles come to mind in this situation <clears throat> the first one is expectation postpone makes the heart sick and um don't expect don't don't provide expectations especially uh there's some friends um that are like your go-to hangout buddy. And you know, it's like if and when, you know, the stars align, <laughs> you guys get together in a really rare occasion and you have the best time, uh, but they're not the most dependable. Like you wouldn't call them up and say, hey, can you take me to my 4 a.m. flight? Um, you just you just know that that friend, you only call to have fun, right? And, and then you call your responsible friend to take you to the flight. So don't don't expect too much. And, and just um, view the person for for what it is that they're showing you that they are, right? Mm. <clears throat> and then the second uh, principle that I, I was thinking is don't be quick to take offense, because you're not the main character in anybody's st- story but your own. So um, how dare she come all the way to my town and she did not tell me that? Like, why why are you you're you're just looking with a magnifying glass to to take offense. So you're not, you're not the, the main character in anybody's story, but your own.
0: I need to write this down. <laughs> That's a
1: good point. <laughs> that That is a
0: good That's point. A good point. <laughs> that is a good point. Um, well, I'll share what I did. Um, so when she did text me this time, because remember, I've kind of painted a whole story here, you know, so this mm-hmm. time when she uh, did text me to say like, oh, yeah, sorry about that. And now I have all these questions that pertain to me that I need you to help me with yet she has not volunteered to even spend any time with me or acknowledge any of that stuff before, you know what I did? I didn't text back. And I'm not going to. Because here's the thing, that is what I'm getting. And so I was not a priority then. Now, if she comes to me and says, you know what, girl, I noticed you didn't text me back this last time. And I know it's because I did you wrong when I was out there. Like, you know, I I didn't have time and I'm sorry. I was rushing or, you know, here's what happened. Or sometimes we don't even have to say, you know, all what happened, but people have to feel, I feel valued in a friendship. And again, this isn't someone that I'm buddy, buddy with, but what I'm not interested in is someone who is going to just be a friend of convenience. Like, Hey, when I need you. I'm going to be all in. I'm texting. I mean, she sent me like pages and pages of stuff, you know, but my little one sentence text about, hey, like you think we're getting together. That was just, you know, kind of by the wayside. And so what I think is happening in society right now is and we all have to kind of be careful because we could be affected by this stuff. It's almost like a meist movement. Like it's the whole our whole lives. Yes, that is true. Like you mentioned, Alejandra, we are the center of our own universe. But I think we have to remember, like, to be human, to be kind and compassionate and treat people the way we want to be treated. And we are our own stars and we can't get to everybody. You know, we
2: challenge you with what you just said, because you said treat others the way you want to be treated. Right. Right. Are you being a petty Betty for ghosting her because she goes to Jew? I heard the way that
3: you want to be treated.
0: Yes. In that instance, that's exactly what I would expect back. I would. And for me, like if someone did that to me, I'd be like, I'm out of line. Like, I, I, I know why this is happening. And this has been a, a continual trick with this person. I'm not the type of person who isn't going to immediately be like, Oh, how dare you, you, me, this important person, like this has been years. It's taken years for me to do that. And for me, it's taking my power back because I'm that person who people will do that to me and I'll never call them out on it. I'll just keep acting oh like God. nothing's going
1: on. Oh, it's oh, Cameron, This is it. me,
0: <laughs> you know,
1: oh, oh, I have a question. Can I ask a question? Yes, go ahead. <laughs> These are two rhetorical questions and they're questions mm-hmm. that I ask myself when I know I'm like majorly triggered and hurt. Mm-hmm. And the first one I ask as myself as a recovering codependent is, this person has shown me who they are or how right. they want to show up for me, which is ghosting me. So accepting that as the reality,
3: mm-hmm.
1: what do I have to give to them or what relationship do I want to have with them moving forward? And in that case, the answer may be that I choose to stop texting because I don't want to have a relationship. And that may not be petty. You know, that may just be, this doesn't work. But also a good question to ask myself is if I'm finding that I'm not open to actually having that conversation is why do I not feel safe to directly express my hurt to the person? Because to me, that's always like the one last ditch effort. Is they have ghosted mm-hmm. me? I'm not okay with it. They're showing me who they are. That's not cool. I'm ready to let them go. But if I haven't told them yet how it made me feel, I have to say, "Hey, when you ghost me, it really hurts me." What What do you have to say to that? And they right. still ghost me. Then the hatchet comes down, <laughs> and mm-hmm. I'm like, "Done."
0: Mm-hmm. But, it, exactly. But
1: I, maybe, I, I, maybe they're just shallow person then they don't understand that they're
0: hurting <laughs> and, and that's what i'm saying like this is i've actually had that conversation with this person in years past this is like the second or third time where i've been like hey you know when you do that like that kind of and so now i'm just like all right like this might be the end of this friendship and i'm okay with it because to me this isn't a true friendship because you don't treat people that way, you know, it's just, it's just not acceptable.
2: I, I love what you said that you're taking your power back. And that's important, because there are boundaries. Um, and if you've given her chance after chance, um, and she's just showing you that this friendship is not important. Um, mm-hmm. then It's, it's okay to, to let it go, you know, just be happy for what it was, and move on. Yeah. Well,
0: not my people. It, it, exactly. That was kind of my whole point of it. Cause I love when you said, you know, not my person, you know, and I'm, you know, I do know some people have, you know, certain friends or certain things, but I'm kind of a, I need people to have a couple core things that are, that are, that are, you know, kind of fibers of their being. And if they're not, to me, I'm just kind of wasting both of our times, you know what I mean? And so, um, yeah, I think this is probably going to be the end of this one for now. I mean, it's not I'm not angry. I'm not mad. I'm really not even hurt. I'm just changing my behavior because I'm like, this is a cycle of what I keep doing and mm-hmm. this keeps happening. So someone's got to change like what they're doing. So I'm changing by not responding this time. So you not giving her what she gives not you.
3: investing. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Yeah. I didn't <laughs>
3: that no, like is said, not investing
0: yeah yeah not being not not investing too much so um so guys in this episode um, we've kind of talked about a lot and I really appreciate everybody weighing in on this personal experience because it's nice to have like a case study you can actually work through <laughs> and um does anybody have anything along this that they want to share before we kind of close it out go ahead
2: Um, So sometimes when we're in a friendship, uh, we talk a lot about like being wronged, right? But what if um, we're righted? What if uh, the person had the best intentions to help you out and maybe the way they packaged their advice was a little strong, right? And uh, it didn't sit very well with us. Um, Are we going to huff and puff and get offended? Or... Are we going to take the time to sit with that information? Um, are we going to see, find the good in the person, not focus on how it was delivered, but more so the person themselves, like what it took for them, the, the courage they needed to have to speak out and help help you because that's what it was, regardless of sometimes when, you, when you're given counsel, it stings, right? It's not, it's not the best, but a good friend will um, call you out um, so do we take that moment to embrace the information and apply it regardless of how much it stung? Or are we going to take this opportunity to end a friendship that when the person maybe just had your best interest in mind?
0: I think that's a good point. Um, I don't I think that that one is is something that I would probably Think about more so with a more serious friendship, not necessarily the case study that I gave earlier, because it was never that deep of a friendship, but with a deep friendship, I 100% agree that absolutely, like, I feel like sometimes in friendships, people just want friends that agree with them. Like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, girl, like, no matter what they're doing, girl, mm-hmm. I'm about to go over here and jump off the bridge. Yeah, girl. Woo. Like, they're not <laughs> trying to say anything, like, to recall you to your senses. And a good friend will say, like, hey, girl, you may want to chill here or maybe this or, like, you know. So I think that's something that
3: is a big value in a friendship. I have one thing just to add on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> When it comes to friendships, I think being patient with someone until they show you who they are. And when they show you who they are and where they're at, then you have to figure out if it's something that you can commit to or invest in, as Catherine said. And if it's not something you can invest in at that time, there's hope that in the future you guys can cultivate it. Mm -hmm. I have been in friendships where people have not been able to be the friend that I needed. And I recognize it was because they were working through trauma. And so instead of, you know, completely writing them off, I stepped back because I couldn't invest in allowing myself to deal with that trauma while they were working through it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not to say I would be mean to them, but I knew that at that time they were not, like we're saying, our people. Um, So I think being patient with each other, recognizing when someone is in a place where they cannot give and compassionately, doing a compassionate thing for ourselves and for them, stepping back, and allowing them time to heal for when they're ready. Mm -hmm.
0: I think that's a beautiful point. Beautiful point. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I just want to echo that because I think timing is so important in life and relationships and friendships and healing. And, you know, I personally have held on to or forced so many relationships out of fear, fear of what it would mean about me if the relationship ended, was I not a good friend, did I not try hard enough, what will people think you know that whole rabbit hole, but if we truly trust that that like the right things will be available to us when we need them. Mm -hmm. they may not last forever. There are certain friends that come and go in seasons and times when we need them. And then we do have to sometimes just let them free and see if they stick around. And maybe they're meant to move on to other things. And so are we, but we'll never know that (laughs) unless we can just compassionately like stop clinging on for dear life and just see what happens next. And I'm trying Mm -hmm. to like make a lot more space for that in my own life right now. And just trust that the people that I need will be there for me when I need them. And if they can't be there for me, maybe they're, they're not supposed to. So, you know, it says nothing about who I am as a person.
0: That is so true. That is so true. All right, guys, I think that this was an excellent discussion um, around friendship and kind of gave us a lot of insight onto how, you know, past traumas, things that we've been through, how they show up in friendships and our friendship behavior, um, things that we can improve on, things that we can learn from. So um, I hope everybody found this discussion to be interesting. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening to Work It Lady. Have a great day and we'll see you in the next episode.